coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. Sushi roll. Welcome to The Fortress, where today the wail of auto-tune, the whispers of lip-syncing and the tippity-tap of tap shoes can be heard in the distance. She was one of the world's most influential choreographers, the baby boomer Britney Spears, the geriatric J-Lo, and is now largely considered to be mad as a box of frogs. Today we are talking about Forever Your Girl, the debut album by one-time pop sensation Paula Abdul. Welcome, Tim, well, Chad. Do you know what? <laughs> I love the fact that you, you referred to her as the geriatric version of Jennifer Lopez. And she I mean, she is really, isn't she? Like, people, she people say. No, she's actually not. She's only about 10 years older. But, um, I'm going to Google it. Oh, oh, other search devices. Probably not even that, actually. Probably about seven years older. But people always say that she paved the way for Britney Spears, but I think she really paved the way for Jennifer. <gasps> Okay, fun so, fact. Do we want to know how old she is? She's 58 or something. She is 58. Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> Googled it earlier. Right. Right. Oh, right. Paul, Lee, yeah. Tim, Chad. Hello. Yep. Hello. Hello. Hiya. Good evening. <gasps> Are we all excited about talking about Paula Abdul? I love Paula Abdul. I'm so excited. <laughs> She's my so, name with an A on This album... This album uh, had a ridiculous number of singles that we, will, that we will get to. It had possibly one of the worst promotional campaigns in history, as, as far as I'm concerned, and um, is kind of having a bit of a renaissance at the moment. Um, so, Tim, I'm going to start with you, as uh, this is your show. Uh, what do you think of this album? Ah, you know what? I I had never listened to this album in full. And so when I Sacrilege. went back to listen to it, it was like, I can't believe how many awesome singles are on this one album. I thought that they were spread out throughout the throughout her career. But this campaign went on for what, um, I don't know, a couple of years and finished a bit, bit like all the great albums of its time. It finished with like Opposites Attract, I think was the last single, which was, it was one of its big. biggest. How cool. So I just, I loved it. So yes, basically I did know the album, but when I went back and listened to it, there were only two tracks that I hadn't heard before. Both pretty awful, I have to say. But the rest of them were just bangers, like wall-to-wall bangers. Amazing. So I was listening to this, I was as happy as Paula Abdul at a Pfizer convention, I have to say. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Paul, Paul, you love a bit of Paula Abdul, don't you? So, like, I regularly embody her whenever I am teaching. Well, actually, I'm funny how you said Jennifer Lopez because I'm a cross between the both of them. <laughs> whenever I'm feeling it, I am Jennifer Lopez. Whenever I'm going bonkers, I'm Paula Abdul. Okay. And it's That's as simple right. as that. Um, I can't believe you 
<laughs> I've only just heard like the full album. I've got it on vinyl. <laughs> I've got it on download. I've got it on everything. It is just it's a it's banger after banger. And literally, if straight up comes on wherever I'm at, mm-hmm. if you're not gonna dance with me, get out of the way. <laughs> Chad, you love this album, don't you? Oh, I this album is so important to me. Um, when I was a kid, it was just everything to me and it hit me at a an age that was very formative and i was obsessed and in love with paula and she's highly influential on me awesome awesome and lee oh i loved this i had it on cassette and then (gasps) that wore out i the cds were introduced so i bought it on cd (laughs) um i was paula abdul actually myself for like 12 months in 1988 um um, yeah it was it just yeah. There's probably only one song that I don't like on it, um, but the rest are just um, bops. Cool, cool. So yeah, um, I mean, this album really, you know, set the the bar. I think for pop music in the '90s, um, and unfortunately, she never really had an album that was as big as this. Uh, the next album did okay but was the lowest selling number one album in history at that point. Okay. So like, but vibeology is, it's kind of like to me, what maybe Janet Jackson's rhythm nation was. Wash your mouth. Out. And I'm, I'm sorry. No, in terms of songs, <laughs> I like would say promise to, of a new day trend- is more Janet Jackson rhythm nation. Cause it's more about being like socially conscious mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. But still wash your mouth. out. Mm-hmm. I am with vodka. That's <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> the second album. No um, Rush Rush was the lead it. single, wasn't it? On the second album. Off the second album, yeah. Yeah, and Promise um, of a New Day, which is the, the which is one of those shocking moments on YouTube where you can go and watch she performs that song and she drops into the audience and there's shrieks and screams. It's awful to watch. It's Aww. it's interesting to watch. Usually when you see someone fall on stage, you can sort of understand and you go, okay, well, yeah, there was a big gap there. They didn't see it. They were walking backwards. Paula Abdul's Oh, you get dragged by a cab. Closer to her adoring fans. But she doesn't stop. I told you she does absolutely nothing by mistake at all. So have you seen when she performed, I'm going to say like the VMAs or something like that, and she's like walking through the audience and she takes off a trilby and she throws the trilby and nearly decapitates... <laughs> I think Derek Clough or whatever he's called. Billboard the, Awards 2019. Yeah, yeah, and she nearly decapitated her. And she didn't just she didn't just like, oh, I'm gonna throw my trilbit. No, she made a beeline for her. <laughs> and she she aimed know. and she got her right in the in the throat. And I was just like, Yeah, she's coming for you. <laughs> don't mess with Paula Abdul. <laughs> no, definitely don't mess with Paula Abdul. So I- I just, I want to say I feel so bad for Paula because I think she gets a really bad rep with all that because people don't understand Mm -hmm. like the level of chronic pain that this one tiny body has had to live with for her almost all of her adult life. And it's pretty severe and she's had dozens of surgeries. And I mean, and the fact that she hasn't been open about it is what makes everyone think she's just like a drunk or a pill popper only because they don't realize how severe the pain is because she always downplayed it. I can, I can love whether she is 
like a bit bullshit Paula, whether she's dance Paula, whether she's miming Paula. I don't care. I'm here for all of it. I love her. Well, she definitely had that kind of reputation that went through her whole career, didn't she? I mean, one of my friends um, when I worked at Disneyland in Tokyo um, was part of her dance company before um, working with, with us in Tokyo. And she said that she was just off her face all of the time. I'm going to put some context around it, right? Um, As Chad has said, she's 17 and she's dropped. It was a really serious drop and it causes a neck injury. This is when she's cheerleading for the Lakers, which is actually where she was discovered by the Jacksons or a few members of the Jacksons watching her. Um, she, She has a really serious neck injury at that point. Get this for a story of bad luck, though. When she's 18, she severely injures her neck in a car accident. Now, mm-hmm. how many people can say they've had car accidents in their life? Um, because plural, not just one. In 1991, she breaks her leg during a rehearsal. Actually breaks it, serious break, not minor break. Then right. um, the year later, she sustains another neck injury in a second car accident. As Chad said, she's um, when she's at the height of her fame, she's in a plane, really, really scary plane crash, Things on fire, lands. She's knocked out. Forgive the pun, but she was. She was knocked out. Um, oh. <laughs> there's 15 spinal surgeries. She's got plates in her neck. Um, mm-hmm. None of the surgeries were successful up until may, marginally the last one. This is something called. It's called um, um, RSD, reflective sympathetic dystrophy. I think it's called, and which causes severe burning in the face. Now, I just want to say this, and I don't want to go on a rant, but. Until you've lived with chronic pain, and up until the past couple of days, I had never experienced any type of pain in my life, but I had to live with it for two years. It is unbelievable. Like it's, it's, It has much more impact on you than you can ever possibly imagine. It's not just the pain. It's, it's what you can't do. It, it affects your mood. This lady w- went on missions to find the right bed, to find the right pillows, and all that footage mm-hmm. where she looks drunk, it's sleep deprivation. You can't sleep, mm-hmm. and she couldn't sleep, and her vocal cords were, were broken and battered, and she had to go yeah. to a speech pathologist to get her voice back, for God's sake, and then she continued yeah. to try to dance, which was probably not a very good thing. Uh, just what she's been through is unbelievable. I'm yeah, so glad you laid that out in that way. Part, that was you know so I mean? well done. And I just want to say, like, it makes me cringe when people like press too hard on, oh, Loopy Paula, because yeah. there's so much more to the story, just like there is to any anyone's life. But yeah, I'll just finish this off. And then I promise to let someone else talk that when you're in that much pain, you do turn to well, the doctors turn you actually to the medication. Now, I was only mm-hmm. on medication for about uh, a month or so. And I never would have had not an addictive personality I'm very in control. I do not like to take anything foreign and put it into my body. But after a month on that stuff, I still, to this, as I sit here now, would love to pop one of those things. That's how addictive they are. I would love it. Yeah. It give you the best feeling. Um, mm. And I'm not even in pain now, but I would still pop one just for the euphoria of, of going, oh, this is the best. <laughs> and then you put me on top of and interview me. <laughs> might sound like I'm on them now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I took Cocodamol once, and that was good enough. And I, I, as soon as I took that, I was like, now I understand how people get addicted to stuff that's harder than this. Yeah. But you know what, like, avert to all of that anyway. So she still managed to, like, within the dance, because, I mean, I can speak from a dance perspective. When your your body is in pain, 
in most cases you do just try to kind of push through it and dance through it which makes things worse which then makes you kind of try to rely on the muscle relaxants and things like that to try and kind of like get you through it but she still managed she was choreographing for like janet jackson and she wasn't just doing stuff for herself she was kind of like doing stuff for you know other artists as well I'd, she can take her hat off and throw it at me and decapitate me with a trilby anytime she likes. <laughs> yeah, she's a legend. I think as dancers, we get used to a certain level of pain and sort of dealing with a certain level of pain on a daily basis, whether that's, you know, just Life is putting pain. on <laughs> lots of deep heat or whether it's muscle <laughs> relaxants or whether it's whatever. Like, I think you get used to like pushing through a certain amount of pain. Um, but no, she's an absolute legend. So this album uh, took 60 weeks to get to number one in in the US, but eventually got to number one in the US, Canada and Australia, and number three in the UK, Um, and had, as we've said before, six singles, the first of which was Knocked Out, um, produced by L.A. Reid and Dallas Austin, um, before, no, L.A. Reid and Babyface, I knew I was going to get that one. Yeah, Babyface, Um, before either of them were particularly famous as they were kind of on the rise. Um, Famously, they only gave her a short amount of time to do the vocals and then kicked her out of the studio and said, we can do it without you. Um, I love it. loads of different versions. Didn't didn't the UK get a different version than the the US? I, I distinctly remember the singles were very different sounding to the album versions. Probably. Um, we definitely got a different version of another one of the singles. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten official remixes wow. of this one. And yeah, a radio edit, a seven inch, a single edit, you know, lo- lots of different stuff. So it's very possible. <laughs> and it kind of doesn't sound as much like the Paula we know and love. If you listen closely, probably maybe because it was her first, the first one that they recorded. But um, you can almost hear, like, it almost just doesn't sound like her personality yet uh, that we hear on the rest of the album. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's because it was super early in the process or because they're shifting in and out of some other vocalists on that song um, or what the deal is. But Yeah, I think um, also the time in the studio was so limited with it that she couldn't put her stamp on it. And as you say, it was, you know, so early in the process that she probably didn't really know what sort of performance right and they weren't they weren't taking that time with her to um honor her in that way they thought they didn't think much of her no um well i mean again this is you know kind of i suppose where i link her to j-lo as well in that she has often been considered to not have the best voice and to be kind of focused on dance but um yeah lee tim Mm. She doesn't have oh. the best voice. I'm telling you, like she, she just doesn't. Even no. by, by her own acknowledgement, she she was a dancer who had to learn to sing. Um, she was bolchy about it when she was trying to get a record deal. She was saying, yeah, "I can sing, you know, I can sing," but she knew that she had to work on that. She doesn't have a terrible voice, but if you've seen her live, she's she is all about the dance and the performance. Yeah, and therefore it doesn't matter so much. But she ain't a singer. No. No. And there's but like there's so many people better. that do that anyway. There's loads of people that do that anyway. And right. there would there would have been loads of people at the time that did that. And the amount of scandals that came out from people that 
didn't actually sing their own songs and other mm-hmm. people sang the songs and they're just, you know, like Millie Vanilli mm-hmm. and the woman in Corona and whatever. Do you know what well, I mean? So I mean, she really she was really caught up in the middle of all of that, wasn't she? Mm. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And she she of course won that lawsuit against Yvette, mm-hmm. I believe her name is. Um and if you really if now we know Paula's voice, if you really listen to that album, it's mostly Paula. Uh, like I said, there's a couple songs that there's a few little parts. It's like, hmm, did they kind of switch someone else in there for a hot second? But the major, the vast majority, it's Paula. And you can tell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the difficulty is that it was a thing that they did in the industry. You know, they used to have a backing singer and they would bolster the person at the front with the backing singers and mix the two things together. And it was a thing that was done quite often, but people didn't know that that was how it worked. And she was really the first person to get like publicly called out on it. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I think it, you know, it, it negatively affected her, but not yet. So her, her best is, is still to come. Um, so yeah, knocked out did really, really badly. Uh, knocked out, um, peaked at number 82 in Australia, uh, 21 in the UK. So we actually seem to like it a bit more and only 41 in the billboard hot 100. Um, and I don't think was the right choice for the lead single. I think they got the single no. choices quite wrong. In order, yeah. Until, and yeah, until Paula had her way. So the next single was It's Just the Way That You Love Me, which, which I I'm love. obsessed I love. Yeah. Like, from, from, the from the performance that she did, um, was it at the, at the VMAs, I think? Um, AMAs was it the AMAs yeah yeah uh, and she won the Emmy for that yeah she, she did. for choreographing the whole opening to that yeah the with the tap dancing and like I was it's so freaking incredible I was so obsessed with this when I was a kid there was a program that was on Channel Four in the UK called Everybody Dance Now and it was about music videos and they featured a lot of stuff about Janet Jackson and Control and and Paula working with Janet and then the entire section on Paula um, and they, they had a snippet of this and I'd never seen it other than this tiny snippet of her doing the way that you love me and with all the tap dancing. And I was completely obsessed with it. Just that little bit for the best part of like 10 years. Um, the way that you love me was also uh, the first video that she did with David Fincher. Um, who obviously who did we know as being express um, yourself. Yeah. As well yeah. with Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and he, you know, he worked with David Bowie, and he worked with loads of other people. But this was the first video that they did together, and they did quite a few videos together. Um, I think he really got her vision um, and what she wanted to do with her videos. Uh, got to number seventy six in Australia, number eighty eight in the Billboard uh, Billboard one hundred, and number seventy four in the UK, but number five in Canada. Um, oh, Canada seems to. Yeah, they seem to like a lot of these singles a lot more than anyone else did. Um, well, do you not find that Canada's very like <sighs> it's very stuck in the times anyway of whatever. So they will they will still love anything. I'm jogging wrong. I should probably live there because I love everything eighties anyway. But they probably still they probably just got to the eighties again. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? So like they don't know anything about so, <laughs> sorry Canadians. They don't know anything about anything at all other than <laughs> I'm only joking. But you know what I mean? So like they 
they, they, were, they always come across as like really happy people. Whenever it's portrayed in films or TV or whatever, it's always like happy people. And I'm like, do you know what? Paula, Paula created happy music. So of course the Canadians loved that. They connected. Thank you very much. I connect that. with them. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so any other thoughts on this song? What do we think of it? Do we like it? Do we not like it? I, yeah, I, I, I love it. Anyone else that isn't Paul? <laughs> I love it. Of course it's, I love, you know, dance pop and new Jack swing, which this album is, is huge on. So amazing. The one little fact I've got about this is in the, in the U S it only got to number two. And do you know what song blocked it from number one? Millie Vanilli's Blame It On The Rain. Trash. Trash. Get in the bin. stripped of that title, shouldn't they? Yes, 100%. Let's just say that. I remember vaguely this rumour that Rush Rush was not been sung by Paula Abdul. I know it's not on this album. Um, I might be wrong about that memory, but I remember people, it was a rumour. She wasn't singing it. And when you're talking... I've never heard that um, because all the allegations stemmed from Forever Your Girl, not Spellbound. Oh, right. And if you listen to Rush Rush, it's dead on Paula, so... Mm. But what were people saying? So she was she improving. This though, uh, is that the rumor? That's no, there's no truth to that. No, but is that was it a rumor at the time? And what do you mean by vindication? What did they go through the courts or what? Oh yeah, she was um, sued by Yvette um, uh, as is a vet. Uh, so she one, is a background singer. She was the background singer on um, on Forever Your Girl. Yeah, she's she was like a studio vocalist, basically. Okay, and she was really pissed off because when she heard the album, she she claims that they pop her in there um, very strategically as the lead when when they're saying it's Paula so that some of the lead is her here and there. Wow. Yeah. And she to this day stands by that claim that that some of that is her. Uh, Like I said, I mean, I listen very closely. I know a lot about music production and I think the vast majority of it is Paula. So I don't, I don't think she has a lot of legs to stand on with that argument, but um, yeah, Paula won the lawsuit. And, uh, but I think forever people will just remember the headline that she was being sued, not that she won the lawsuit. You know, yeah. what, uh, it makes me Simon want to get a vet on the show desperately. <laughs> <laughs> What's a vet's last name and where does she live? I want to talk in to the her. bin. She lives in the bin. <laughs> that is what well, she lives. I hadn't, I hadn't delved into it too much yet because we're not there. Um, because it was Opposites Attract that was the big thing that she cause she did the demo for it. Um, she was the demo vocalist for Opposites Attract. So she claimed that they left her vocals in. Wow. Um, yeah, Yvette Marine is her name. Yeah. Okay. Yvette Marine. So I had to give her any. You're about to get a messenger. I, I, <laughs> I was. I was intending on getting there. You should have her on the show. We just weren't there at that point. Don't have me on the show, though, at the same time, because I'll tell her. <laughs> well, I mean, she worked on the whole album or more songs than just Opposites Attract. So yeah, but she's kind of a part of the whole album. But That was the one that she sued them for. Yeah, and it's the one that I think you can make the least case that there's someone else's vocals if you yeah. really listen. But and And also... That was probably why Tim thought that there was something about Rush Rush because obviously Opposites Attract was the last single off the album. She released a song by Best. popular demand for it being played on the radio that she recorded in a shower. 
Yep. Apparently, in the original pressing of the album, you can still hear someone banging on the wall and telling it to shut up <laughs> in the vocal track because it was recorded in the shower and someone could hear her. Um, so straight up, um, straight up was obviously a massive, massive hit. Number one in the US, number three in the UK, only t- number twenty-seven in Australia, which I was quite surprised by. Do you know what? Australia's very behind with everything. They're so behind with all of the singles. <laughs> Do you, do you think they're behind? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, you know, like every single single you've re- you've spoke about so far, Australia has had the lowest vibe. Do you know what I mean? So you need to you need to get with it. There was a mega mix that I was obsessed with. Um, yes, had, yes, yeah, there is a mega mix. I actually know that. On straight, uh, shut up and dance. Right, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I listened to that more than the songs. Yeah, the first time that anyone had really like done tap dancing and mixed it with pop music to open up a video Mm. do you know what i'm saying just the beginning of that video is just iconic Um, and yeah it's it's just such an incredible song stems back to gene kelly because she was obsessed with singing yeah obsessed with gene kelly yeah we'll get there we'll we'll (laughs) we'll talk about that um but yeah so uh opinions on straight up does anyone not like straight up controversially we're, not, we're doing up as a tract, aren't we? Or we're doing straight up? No, we're straight up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you and I, I was just going to say, the corner. <laughs> she was advocating for this, like you said, and it, it really shows you how spot on all her instincts were. Like even having the animated um, cat, which we'll get to in that music video for Opposites Attract, that and the pushing for straight up and a bunch of other things that we can kind of, group together show that she was kind of right all along and the record label was going against all that. But um, there was a radio station in San Francisco called KMEL. They apparently put it on um, and really gave it a shot. And from there it really took off or rushed up the billboard um, top, you know, billboard 100. And uh, she was apparently in bed with like a hundred degree fever when they called her and said, you're number one now. And they thought the album was totally dead. Mm. Yeah. I think it got to number 22 or number 23, just on airplay, which I don't think had ever really happened before. And then they were like, okay, now we need to release this as a single. Um, And yeah, it became her first big, big hit. And yeah, the record company just thought she was going to be this R and B star and they tried to you know model her on janet jackson and they tried to model you know her career on the fact that she was racially ambiguous and all of this and when actually it was just a pure pop song really that got her um that got her to number one in the first place sometimes amateurs know best and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the time to talk show Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to talk. The show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Amateurs, is this the best that they could do? So, uh, Straight Up was followed by Forever Your Girl, which again got to number one in the US, number one in Canada. Um, didn't do so well in the UK and Australia. Uh, what do we think of Forever Your Girl? I, I really like it. Again, I don't like. I don't dislike any of the songs. They're all really, really good. Um, the video was a little bit strange with the dancing children. Yes, but it's got Baby Elijah Wood in it. Oh, has it? <laughs> yeah, and it was the it was the third one that 
was done by David Fincher that we've discussed so far, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit strange because the children were like dressed as famous. Wasn't there like the Addicted to Love video montage yeah. with a little girl? Yeah, yeah not, not the best of choices. <laughs> but um, again, still fantastic. A really, really amazing pop song. Anyone else? Opinions? She should never led with Straight Up because I just feel like it was that song was always going to be incredible no matter, no matter where it kind of like featured in the, the lineup but I do think maybe I know this is like kind of going with oh it's so stereotypical but maybe she should have led with this single because it's just got the right kind of especially for the time it was very pop it was very upbeat and it was probably it would have been marketed maybe a little bit better so I, I I love it. I love this single anyway, but I just think it probably should have been the lead single. Yeah, I just love the title of it and the title of the album and how she was like America's sweetheart and this kind of yeah. like solidified that, which I think is cool. That leads us on well to my favorite thing ever in the entire known world. Uh, yes. Oh, hearted snake. Um, can can we just give a shout out for the remix of Forever Your Girl? Because it's my favorite Paula remix. Oh, yeah. Real quick. One? The one from Shut Up and Dance, actually. The one the oh, Frankie yeah. Fonset uh, with those yeah, yeah, kick-ass yeah. drums. Oh, my that God. Pretty good. And it's one of the only remixes on that that doesn't rely on just putting in random stabs every two seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's what true. I do with everything else. But, yeah. So, Cold Heart is Snake. Um I am still obsessed with this and yeah. I can't stop listening to it. And I haven't been able to stop listening to it for the last 20 odd years. Um, this song is ridiculous. It's so good. Uh, the video video uh, is based on one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, all that jazz, which is a Bob Fosse film. Yeah. Amazing. So um, the, just the reference of that for me is just it impeccable obviously there's a, a an interview that she did where she said that bob fossey apparently praised her choreography once uh when he was obviously when he was still alive by saying that um he liked the fact that she turned left when everyone expected her to turn right yeah it's a really nice quote um couldn't find it officially anywhere but she said it so i imagine it must be true <laughs> but uh yeah this song um did really well again in the u.s and canada not so well in the uk and australia um, oh. But yeah, I absolutely love it. The just the video, the choreography, the the little rap section, the lip sync that was done on RuPaul's Drag Race with Alyssa and Kylo. Oh right, just, yeah, it's hands down the exist. best lip sync to exist. <laughs> like in yeah. all of them, just like pure and simple. It's as simple as that, and that's all yeah. I've got to say. No, in fact, that's not all I've got to say. What I've got to say is. <laughs> The choreography alone is phenomenal. Oh, of its, not just for the fact that it's of its time, even in today's standards. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I literally watch things now and I just go, garbage, rubbish, yeah. pants. Yeah. It's just nothing in comparison to what she thought of and the way that it was filmed and the way that it yeah. was. Oh, my God. It just gets me like so excited. But also, so she did. There's a program <laughs> called Lip Sync Battle or whatever. And yeah. um, 
Jenna wants a face, he was married to what's his face, and they split up and tra-la-la. She did this song, and Paula came out, and everybody yes. went absolutely bonkers for the fact that she came out, and she looked stunning. And she just kicked mm. it. She just absolutely kicked it. Okay, now I'm done. Well, Carry she, on. That was she good. was one of Janet's dancers, wasn't she? She, yeah, I think she choreographed for Janet. No, uh, Jenna. Oh, Jenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she came out. Annie mm-hmm. Tatum's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She because she was. Uh, yeah, she was one of Janet's dancers. Um, but yeah, so uh, that I, I will say that um, take off with us from all that jazz is my favourite piece of choreography that has ever been committed to film. And this is probably my. This obviously this is based on it. This is my favourite choreography in the music video ever. So she managed to do something that was just as iconic, which I think oh, is really yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Did anybody see the 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 Glee version? No, that they did of this. Stop. They recreated. Stop the video. talking. They, no, no comment. They did. They did, <laughs> and, and with the scaffolding and everything. Um, and it was the, the 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 girl that sang it was the the girl that's unfortunately died recently. But oh, Santana! Wow. Yeah. Okay, no, I can. Yeah, um, if you if you'd have told me it would have been the other girl, then I would have been like, uh, no, <laughs> because, you, because you told me it was her. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. That's acceptable. Yeah, it's okay. You, but only because she was the day. best in the whole thing. But still, to this day, I, I still can't do the rappy version when I'm listening yeah, it's, to it. It's to tough. Song. I can't do it. It's like as no. I know by heart. You, do, do do, do double up, no double up the words. No one can. Uh, I just I, have to just gush for a minute because so when I was like just a kid, I was I thought I was Paula Abdul. Okay, I just thought mm-hmm. I was, and in family did. photos, I would always my head would be to the side, just like we on all her like publicity photos and her mm-hmm. album cover. Mm-hmm. And this was my song, my favorite song, and I love what you guys had to say about it. And I remember like being at my dad's company picnic for FPNL, who he worked for, and like. Um, performing the whole routine for everyone with my little gay boy self, and just like that is so I, this was just a, in, an incredible well, song for me, and I'm just obsessed with this song. Didn't you say like Straight Up was played in a radio station in San Francisco? Yeah. Yes. So hashtag the gears. Yes. Just <laughs> play like that. Show yeah. Because we understand and and we know the the fun things in life. I do, Sorry, I, I do actually still say to my friends occasionally, and they're the only ones that get it. And then it, then, yeah, we just move on with our lives. <laughs> Literally, that song, that song heavily features on, I have a playlist on my phone called Tracks of My Life, which is going to be played at my funeral in the very hopefully distant future. Um, it consists of about 70 odd songs, but Paula Abdul like heavily features in that playlist and straight up right. in particular. And then people are going to need to be dancing in the aisles as they leave I'm, because I'm, if they don't, I'm, I'm going to come I'm back and haunt you. I'm imagining your, your, your coffin going into the ground with just playing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to film a music video and I'm going to be, I'm going to be there with you all and you're going to oh, dance man. with me. Uh-huh. Now I I don't want to be rude, but I'm still waiting for this rap to happen. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm oh. I'm nervous because I love Paula and I love you guys. So go easy on me. But here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Go go okay. go. 
how come how come he can tell tell you you were always always never never one without a doubt when when a he's he's always always squirming squirming like a little snake under every rock you you've been working working on the on the love and he's been only only playing undercover all the while take a take another another look into his eyes and you will only see a reptile something like that yes yes that was fabulous awesome well yeah it's better than cooler so literally wrong it can be done yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I was with you, Tim, because she had to have the lyrics written out phonetically to be able to do it, didn't she? So I didn't think there was mm-hmm. any way that it was humanly possible. Actually, on the album version is the rap out, but it's on it. it left you out, but it's on the you, single. Yeah, if no, yeah. If, you, if you try and stream it, if you try and stream it, they don't offer the rap version. Not on a certain streaming uh, platform. Yeah, I, I I don't know about a di- another one, but uh, the one that I use, and I'm, it thoroughly disappoints me. I might have to write them an email. Yeah, strongly worded email. And opposites mm-hmm. attract too. There's a rap in that, and then there's not on this album version when I listen to it. Yeah, along, along with Kylie Shocked um, and Madonna's Vogue, the rap in Opposites Attract is I are, are, are the are the, like the the three raps I know off by heart. <laughs> Yes, you mean Lee. You and I have. Similar... You mean you don't know any Missy Elliott? No, I only know the middle oh. section raps of 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 pop. Get uh, I think you said gay pop stars, but gay pop icons. That's it. oh, okay, okay. Simon, can I can yeah. I ask that? Um, yeah. Because you're the host, so I have to ask your permission. When we get to that one, can we all attempt to do the the that big cats rap all at once? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Whatever you want, Tim. Whatever you want. Okay. Um, I, you host. And that, you might want to that, explain why you're hosting, too. People might be oddly confused. Did you want a night off? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just wanted to mix it up a little bit, didn't we? And ah, there we go. After those lovely words, um, we're, I'm going to move on to the final single of the album, uh, Opposites Attract, because you're itching to get to it, Tim, I can tell. Um, so Opposites Attract, uh, which was written as a duet with um, The Wild Pair. And obviously, you know, we've said already had controversy surrounding whether Paula's vocals were actually on it or not. Um, The video was inspired by Anchors Away, the uh, Gene Kelly film, um, which is an incredible film if no one's seen it. It's a... a, Yes. He dances with... um, Is it? Frank Frank Sinatra. Is it? No, but is it... Is it... um, Tom or Jerry, is it? Which one's the mouse? Oh, Jerry. she... Yeah. Jerry's the mouse. Jerry. So, um, yeah, of course it is. It's been a long time since I watched Tom and Jerry. Um, so, yeah, uh, Gene Kelly dances with Jerry um, in a little sailor hat. And, uh, yeah, so this is uh, probably, the it would seem, the biggest hit on the album, bigger than Straight Up. Um, and... Uh, the first video, I think, not directed by David Fincher, possibly. Um, um, There's only one video for this song, but are you talking about The Way That You Love Me? No, I That's mean... That's the one, there's two videos. No, this is the first video that David Fincher didn't direct, I think, isn't it? Oh, didn't direct, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's a great song. It's a great video. She dances with a cat called Scat Cat. Uh, mm, I you think see, that was that me that has different meanings, doesn't it? Maybe nowadays it does. Maybe back in the eighties it just meant what it was meant to mean. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't. I don't think it was. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I don't think it meant that back then. Or it probably did, but not not in the public uh, domain. Um, and as Tim rightly pointed out, there is a rap on this song that does not appear on the album, and is only on the single version in the video. And they actually had the guy that does the rap came in um, to do all of the concept work for the cat as well, which is really interesting. If you there's they, there's like videos of him, like kind of uh, doing like B roll like concept work, which is really nice. Mm. Um, so, what do we think of Opposites Attract? Do we like it? I Classic. heard that at the time it was the most expensive video ever made, but I can't find oh, yeah. that. Now. Sorry, I forgot to point that out. It was you're correct. Is that correct though? I can't find that I think anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure and it was. The, and the people from Disney, right? They were they were doing the animation. Um, so you know, it had I think by this stage, this is my guess totally, and I don't know much about this album, but it had been so successful that they had you know the budget, or they were prepared to spend the budget on a big closer for this one. They've updated yeah. it, put a put a wrap over the top of it, and then this amazing video clip, which I'm sure I read at the time, but I can't confirm it was the most expensive, um, mainly because of Disney's involvement. Mm. Well, it, and it had never been done before, apart from Anchors Away. Really, no one had done it since, and it had never been done in a music video. Interestingly, the song was the B side to um, Straight Up, so her biggest selling single off the album was the B side to her other biggest selling single off the album. Oh, <laughs> because I don't think they were planning on releasing it, and then obviously. She desperately wanted to do a video where she talked animation and she'd done everything else. She'd tap dance, she'd done a Bob Fosse ripoff, she'd done everything that she could. So uh, this was the, the yeah. ticking off the bucket list. And Chad, I also heard at the time, and this is going to sound awful, and who knows, now that we know the story of the pain she was in, there was a lot of criticism about the puffiness of her face and her weight in this video clip too. Because she did, yeah, she and did then seem to physically look different from the earlier videos that had been released a year earlier. I didn't think she looked too bad in this one, but the thing that I immediately thought of was in her follow-up album, they digitally stretch her for the promise of a new day music video, oh. and they like lampooned her on in living color with a skit uh, about how she's fat and needs to be stretched. And actually, there's fans who have corrected it and restretched it back, and she looks amazing. So, like, they did not even need to. Oh, she looks because people are morons. Mm. Yeah, where can we get hold of this technology now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it worked. It didn't didn't look right because it didn't look right at all because everything was stretched out. It wasn't like they photoshopped her, you know, suavely or anything. Well, they wouldn't have had the technology. That's really weird. no, but I just want to point out that a lot of these concepts are are Paula's concepts. Like for all the flack she gets, I mean, the Bob Fosse stuff, all the music video concepts. Like these are things that uh, she brought to the table as an artist. So yeah, my hat's won a, off to her. She won a Grammy for this. I'm sure she won yeah, a Grammy for um, best music best music video short film yeah. short yeah anything? yeah yeah. So yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And I mean, a lot is made of her vocals not being like, of course, she's no, you know, Whitney Houston or whatever, but they're no dancer like Paula. So you've got to look at it a bunch of different ways, I think. She's a powerhouse dancer and she's like a really athletic dancer, which is amazing. And you know what? So like Paula was taking the pills to stop the pain 
Whitney was taking the substances for very different reasons. So, <laughs> you know, maybe I should have been on the pain, Whitney though. chat as well. Paul, she, mm. was, she was also stopping the pain. She was married to Bobby Brown. Well, he, we're not going to, if I was to talk about him, then there'd be a lot of expletives because he was, he was a massive downfall. Um, but yeah, so like, you're right, the comparisons, so like I often say it as well. So if I was to go and watch, let's say Britney Spears finally gets out of her massive court battles with everything in life and blah, 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 blah. And she does a LA residency and so on and so on, a Vegas residency and stuff. I wouldn't. I would really not be bothered if I was paying money to go and see her lip sync because she is not a great singer. And at the time, like I'm going to say, around about at least ten, fifteen years ago, she was a fantastic performer. So if I was guaranteed to get, you know, Britney from back then, just dancing, just performing, hit after hit after hit, I would rather pay money to see that than see someone sing terribly. So like, it's the same thing for anyone who is a performer. Um, as a singer who you are you are going to get a show from i'm not ultimately that pissed oh sorry language um if um i was to get someone who was going to give me a show over the fact that they were going to give me some weak vocals because if you're a singer sing if you're a performer perform and that's what i want to see yeah yeah i feel the same way about j-lo yeah looked incredible yeah, and I, I think the Paula Janet comparisons are kind of interesting because Janet had control out a few years before Forever Your Girl. Mm. And Paula was, of course, choreographing all the, the videos for that album yeah. in Paula's style that yeah, she yeah. created. So she was kind of giving her style to another artist. Mm. And then at the same time, wait a minute, I want to be an artist, you know. Can I say, and that, uh, you, there's a lot of dancers on, on this um, podcast, which is fantastic. But as someone who I don't know anything about it, all I can say is I can spot her choreography a mile off. And it's always, mm. it's this beautiful synergy of um, like, it's, it's sophisticated and slick, but it's just so fun. Like Paul's yeah. work is so fun. It's not too serious. Like the fact that, and that's what I've always been drawn to with pop music generally. It's just it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I, can, no. I just love her choreography. It's fun. It's something that you want to do. You want to try even yeah. if you can't do it well. And interestingly enough, when you were talking about Vegas, she did have um, a residency in 2018, yeah. um, the Forever Your Girl residency. And I'm just looking at the set list now. Bangers, all of them. Yeah. All the hits, yeah. 12. Have you still this was 2019. It, it, it was, supposed- was that the straight up one or the Forever Your Girl one? It was Forever Your Girl, it says here. I was at the straight up one, which came right before that one. Oh. I flew to Vegas just to see it, just to, yep. And what was it like? It was amazing because um, she told the story of her pain in her life, like through the show, which is was really interesting and unexpected. Like I did not see that coming at all. And also you're it was in a really small venue. So your access to her was incredible. And she went out through the audience and stuff and oh, wow. we got to like, you know, pat her on the back or as it were and yeah. Did she throw a high at you? No. <laughs> no, but she was but she did great. She did a great job. And watching watching the Opposites Attract video now, it's still amazing. It hasn't really aged at all. The effects are still really good, and it looks really lush. Um, 
and you can't say that a lot about a lot of videos from from that. No, yeah. This is what I this is what I'm saying about choreography and stuff nowadays. So like, I, I had a conversation with someone the other day, and I was just like, I couldn't tell you a lot of new music at this moment in time because it just bores me. But if I was to watch music videos of different things now. Where is the content? Where is the performance? Where is the energy? It's just right. nothing. It's just a bunch of what people deem as attractive as attractive humans walking around and, and whatever or showing Sex off what, what yeah, what possessions they have and blah blah blah. And I just kind of go, No, give me a cartoon cat, Polar Abdul in a boat shirt or a police hat dancing choreography that a lot of kids nowadays wouldn't even be able to comprehend at all because they just don't get the training. Why did the police hat have to be German though? That's my only criticism of Paula. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Many many European countries to choose from. Yeah, but but she. What was she trying to say? Well, she was trying to say that power and sex (laughs) with a leather hat equals. Paula Abdul's soul. <laughs> oh, Thank you for making that up as you went. I loved it. You're welcome. Incredible. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it was anything to do with the fact that she's Jewish. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. actually, I really honestly think it has to because she's such a devout Jew and she had a bar mitzvah when she was 51, for God's sake. Um, you know, she. Uh, that's why I did find it interesting that she went for mm. that. They're probably, it's probably because they would have known what scat was. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is also. <laughs> so, um, any any final thoughts? Because I think we should probably wrap this up. We've been sat here a while. Uh- <laughs> well, I, I just want to say that I find it a great shame that she has not had children. And she's had a very interesting life, that's for sure, this lady. And, you know, she was with that Emilio Estevez, wasn't it? And John mm-hmm. Stamon yeah. before that. Wasn't he the guy out of Full House, that awful man? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I, Arsenio? Yeah. Supposedly. I, it's just, it's very sad to me that um, I think, I think a lot of people are drawn to her because she is your... Um, typical tragic figure in many ways. She's a strong, strong lady, but she had a lot of tragedy in her life. And, and we, I think, I think this is just going to be the last thing that I say because I realize I talk a lot. I think. Do you? She, yeah, no surprise, everyone. Um, <laughs> twist. Um, but I just kind of think she is. I think she's kind of cult to a lot of to a specific generation, yeah. like. She's popular to to obviously the gays and whatever, but she she's very cool to a, a specific generation and also I think celebrated in different ways. And I do honestly feel just I can feel it in my my dancing waters. I do feel like there's going to be some kind of a resurgence of her in a positive way. Lee, what do you think? Final thoughts. Final thoughts for me is it's just a great pop album that reminds me very much of my long forgotten youth. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard it, go and stream it or whatever you <gasps> yeah. do nowadays. And, um, <laughs> yeah, listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Get a Chad, final thoughts? Yeah, I think that, um, look, we all admit she's not going to be the best singer in the world, but I feel Paul Abdul is a little 
underrated. And this, she was such an incredibly powerful artist. And she had way more input into what she was doing than I think people realize. And I think it's a shame that she's so associated with like the American Idol and all these other types of shows she's done. Because to most, to many generations, that's really all they know of her. And it's some of us who remember when she was an an A-list celebrity, like kind of how big and how amazing that was. And um, I actually got to meet her. And uh, in I lived in LA for six years and I met her in Century City just out at the mall, just randomly and told her how much she meant to me. And she was with her mom and they were shopping and she took a photo with me and was incredibly nice. My husband's met her like a separate time because out there as well at Starbucks. So um, she's always incredibly, she always puts that face on right of that big smile and no matter what she's feeling. And she's always been an incredibly nice human being, which I think first and foremost just says a lot about her. So I'm in love with her. She's forever my girl. There's no question. She's she's up there with Kylie in terms of you can tell she's a really, really nice girl. And yeah. what's yeah. even better, Chad? She's so short that she could be my arm rest as well. <laughs> oh. True story. Yeah. Wow. Are you going to do the rap now for us? We need to We're do it. We're all doing the rap, aren't we? Um, Let's do it. I'm, I'm just going to listen <clears throat> it's it's a short one right because it's the one that opens the song nothing there's, in common, but there's no it? there's the middle bit there's the middle yeah, rap. i'm five six seven eight nothing, nothing in common, common. But, this but this trust i'm like a minus she's like a plus one going up one coming down but we seem to land on common ground when things go wrong we make corrections keep things moving in the right direction try to fight it but i'm telling you jack it's useless opposites attract do you know what? That was just like being in the room with <laughs> several Paula Abdul's. I live for it. Oh, I mean, Scott Cow. The timing oh. wasn't very good. I'm, I think because we we have little delays, but. <laughs> You know, I, I, I interviewed Jazzy P, who did the shocked rap, right? And <laughs> oh, this is towards the end of the interview, I said, can you do that rap for me? And she goes, yeah, sure. And I joined in, but because of a delay, it completely botched it and she stopped because she got confused. <laughs> oh, and I thought, I can't believe I've done this. I've destroyed Jazzy P. Oh, no. It's horrible. Go and listen to it. It's the most awkward moment in podcast history. <laughs> You're terrible. Other than that, it's a great interview, though. Mm. She's beautiful. I like that lady. So, um, thank you very much, guys, for having this conversation with me. Um, it's really nice to be able to come on and talk about stuff like this because I really, really love Paula Abdul, and I barely know anyone that even knows who she is, apart from her being on um, reality TV. So, um, thank you very much for having this conversation. Thank you, Tim, Chad, Lee, and uh, Paul. And um, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to sleep now. And let's say, well done, Simon. Great host. Yeah, well done, Simon. Well done, Snaps for Simon. Simon, like Simon Cowell. Wow. Definitely not.